Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Drakaris bitches, welcome to Straight Up with Stassi. I'm here with Lala Kent via Zoom. Fuck this Zoom. I hate it. I Can I tell you, though, I've been doing mine just through a phone, and it gets so awkward because you start talking over each other, and you can't see, like, if, if you say something and you think you're really funny, but you don't hear anyone laugh on the other end of the phone. Lala, that is exactly how I feel. I literally dread doing these Zooms because I'm like, I don't want to interrupt you or who I'm like talking to and then you know like you just don't know when to chime in and I'm like is it delayed how is this working I'm just not I'm not at my best I'm not at my best could you imagine if this really was like the new normal though like what would you do no I'm I'm I can't no I can't I'll be fired eventually people will be like mm, she's really not that talented canceled. like they're much better people canceled for sure there are more people out there who have mastered zoom interviews like and I'm not one of them do you always get ready for your zooms you look hot I do my makeup every day oh stop there, there isn't a day that goes by that I'm not doing makeup because I can't look in the mirror I can't catch a glimpse of myself I'm horrified. Without the cake up? Oh, yeah. I have no spray tan. My psoriasis and eczema is everywhere. I haven't had a facial. So it's like just like built up gook. I am a monster. Like I'm a monster underneath it all. So am I. And I do this thing called uh, PRP where they like draw your blood, you know, and then they spin the platelets and they put it on. They syringe it on your face and then they needle it in. Yeah, wait, hold on. You were telling me the other day that this is the most painful thing, like thing that you get done because I think that the times that I've gotten my lips done are the most painful beauty thing that like I will never do it again just because it hurts too bad. It does. It hurts really, really badly. And I was talking to you about this the other day is I get that facial done, but that's not the, the hurty part. I have them take the platelets and inject it into like my face so that my tear troughs aren't as deep. And so I don't have these like smile things. It is excruciating, but I take the pain because it's my face. (laughs) That I, I, I don't know how you do that. I like, so how long does that whole process take? I'm usually a Dr. Diamonds for like a good two and a half, three hours. So they take your blood. Yep. For that long, and then they just put it, they inject it in your fucking face for two to three hours? Well, they inject it, then they do, you know, like my Botox, my filler, like everything I get done to my face takes around like three hours, yeah. (laughs) But then you don't have to do it very often. Like filler, I just got filled up the other day, and I hadn't had that done in a year. Really? Okay, this, I'm kind of annoyed, because right I'm telling you, the day that the lockdown happened, that was my Botox appointment day. And I was like, hey, am I still going to be able to come in? He's like, we're still open. I mean, they told us last night that like with lockdowns going on. So like you can still come in. So the day of lockdown, I go in and my Botox is already worn off. Look, like what the fuck is that? No, it, it doesn't look like it's because it looks like you can still move your face. But it's not like, oh, my God, she has deep wrinkles. Okay. You want that. So it's fine. You don't want to be so frozen that it's like, how is she feeling? She, you know? I know. I know. I think that just because, like, I'm getting older, I'm paying attention 
way more. And I'm like, wow. Like, you know, watching season one, whenever I catch like little flashbacks of that, my wrinkles were so cute. It was just like a, like a few, just like right in the center of my forehead. Yeah, just like a little bit. Uh, to be young. Yeah, you but know? Doss, you're like a fine <laughs> wine. Like you get better with age. I'm being for real. Like super hot back in the day, but like most people when they get older, it's like, ooh, not so good. You're like a really expensive bottle of wine. I appreciate you. Don't say that to anyone else. Just me, okay? <laughs> just you. I promise. Just me. Okay. So I've been starting most of my podcasts asking this question to people, okay? Because Bo and I have gotten in like, I would say two to three major fights okay. where I'm just like, it is like I'm dragging him. Yes. And so I've been asking everyone, what is the most memorable fight you've gotten in with Randall? The uh, most entertaining one. <laughs> so since I've been sober, our fights are not as entertaining. Like when I was fucked Doesn't up. Doesn't that suck? It does. Because yeah. when I was fucked <laughs> up, I was like drop kicking pre-made meals all over the kitchen, like breaking windows and doors. Like, Hold up. <laughs> I've never had anyone say I was drop kicking pre-made meals. Yeah. Like he used to order these like pre-made meals and he pissed me off so badly one night that I kicked through the door and tried to unlock the door and I couldn't do it. So I came down and took all of his meals out of the fridge and just drop kicked them all over the kitchen. It's such a bougie fight. It was, and it's just such so, a bougie fight. It was so hilarious. Like looking back on it, I'm like, I think about how the kitchen was. There was like food all over the walls, all over the doors, windows. It was like, it was just amazing. like sam, like salmon and quinoa yeah, everywhere, exactly. like health shit. That's what it looked like. <laughs> it was like all the bougiest food, just all over the walls. Now, like Randall's gonna kill me for this. But he does this thing, like, I'm very sensitive. So if he pokes at me, like, if I feel like someone's telling me that, like, I'm not giving them enough love or, like, I need to pay more attention, I feel like instead of it being like, oh, okay, I need to give more love, I take it as, like, a personal attack. Yeah. And I just lost my mind. I, like, got in the car, went to Utah. In my mind, I was, like, moving out. I was, like, so dramatic about it. I was, like, I'm taking my fucking dog with me. And <laughs> what would wait but what what is this possible like I don't understand like just because you're sensitive and he's not yeah like I felt like I was like I felt like because you're stuck with someone day in and day out and like you can only offer so much love to someone in quarantine before you're like I need a <laughs> fucking break I don't want to love on you I just want to watch Real Housewives of New York and I need you to shut the fuck up and he wasn't doing that so that was probably our biggest fight. Now he knows. So you almost moved back to Utah. Yeah. So you were just going to pack up. You know what? Fuck my friends. Fuck Vanderpump rules. Yeah. Fuck everything. I'm going back to Utah. What was what were what were you going to do there? I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't even think that far ahead. I all I knew was like I'm taking my dog and I just have a suitcase and I'll send for my things later. Such a little brat you are. When you call me that, I'm like, wow, I must be. Because when you get bitchy, you become such a brat. Oh, I know I'm a brat. Yeah. We're, we just, it's, we have like different brat vibes. What, what is the difference though? I don't know. I think that you're, you're way more, how do I say this? It's like, to me, it's like a bougier brat, brattiness. Me? You know, yes. It's like, it's like, <laughs> what I, to me, you're you're very, but I think people would say the same thing about me. You're very like, what I say goes. I want this now. I want it now. But also, it's like, I guess I'm like that too. So maybe we're just more similar than I thought. I can only describe your brattiness in, and not even in words. I have to do emotion. This is your brattiness. Like, she, she, she. Like, flip of the hair, like, like, Veruca Salt. Oh my God. That's you. I just watched Willy Wonka the other day and I was like, how cute is she? <laughs> <laughs> you are her. Okay. But I'm here for that. Yeah. I think yours is way more boss bitch. Okay. It's, it's way more, it's way more powerful. You know, I, I'm really, I don't know if that's true, but if you say it, <laughs> you're loud and demanding 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that might be that might be the difference. Yeah, I need to work on this thing where it's like just because I'm speaking louder than the person like doesn't make my point any more like valid, you know? Sometimes it does. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue. I mean, I love a good yell. I, I love too. a good yell. That's like one of the things that annoys me the most about Bo is that Bo's like, you were yelling at me or stop yelling. And I'm like, this isn't yelling. You have no fucking idea what yelling is, dude. I am talking in a very soft tone of voice right now. Like this is not yelling. What do you have sensitive ears? Like this is so weird. (laughs) I hate that shit when someone says I'm yelling and I'm not. I'm like, oh, I will fucking show you what yelling is. Yeah. You haven't fucking seen anything yet, bro. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. All right. So that does sound like an entertaining fight that I would have liked to witness. You packing up your bags and saying that you were going back to Utah. Crying. Um, Crying in my closet while I packed up my Gucci duffel. Like, were you going to, were you going to keep the ring or give it back to him? <laughs> I, do you want to know that question for real? Did you think about it? If we were to break up, which we never will, I would take my ass to a pawn shop so quick. <laughs> I would. If I'm not having the ring, no one is having the ring. What would you do? You'd give it back because it's a family heirloom. It's a family, yeah. It's a family heirloom. So, like, technically, I feel like I have to. Unless he like cheated on me or something, then I think his family would be like, keep it. Yeah, you know what if, I mean. If Rand and I broke up and it was like a nice split, I would feel bad and I would give the ring back. But if it was yeah. like you fucked up, no, keeping the ring. Yeah, it's Haunting like it's it. super. Yeah, it's super easy to not betray me. So, like, just don't do it. Yeah, you just know. Don't- all you have to do is never put your pee-pee in someone who isn't me. Yeah. That's it. It's so – it's like the easiest thing in the world. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keeping this if that ever happens. Okay. So, I know like one of your favorite things, uh, one of your favorite quarantine hobbies. Yeah. Okay. Has been coloring. Yeah. Are you still coloring? Do, have I, you have you had do you have any more hobbies that you've developed? Like what is your quarantine life like? Cause you don't actually Instagram that much. No, I don't Instagram. I'm really bad at Instagram. Um, my quarantine looks like this. I spend and not not consecutive hours, but I spend between five and six hours of watching Real Housewives of New York or Beverly Hills, any throwback season. On Hulu. A good, okay, a good where, five to six hours for sure. Now pa- paint the picture for me. Like, is this in your bedroom, okay. in your bed, or is this in yes. your living room? Or do you just have a little iPad that you carry around? No. I wake up in the morning. Isabel brings me my coffee. I bitch. turn on. No, I'm, a fucking, I'm an asshole. I turn on Real Housewives of New York. After I've woken up a bit, I get in the bathtub. Then... I go outside and I have a little pickleball, play a little pickleball. Right. Get things done <laughs> during the day that like I need to get done. Like, so I feel productive. And then if I want, I go have lunch at Randall's office, which feels like a Ibiza because, you know, we, I, we like, it does. It feels like I'm going to a <laughs> tropical island when I go to the office. And then I come home and my day wraps up around like, 3.30 or 4, I get in the bath again, and then I crawl in my bed, turn on the fire, and I watch more uh, Real Housewives. That's it. I love that Randall's office feels like Ibiza. Oh, it does. I go Ibiza. there. Ibiza. <laughs> feels just like it. It does, though, because he's, he's, like, opened his office back up to only, like, a couple of people. They get COVID tested once a week. And so, like, I feel safe there. And I just, like, I have to get out of this house, you know? Like, it's amazing, but I'm learning to, like, really fucking hate it here. That is – okay, so that is – I feel like something that, like, I want to address, but, like, sometimes I get scared to because whenever I'm, like, I'm fucking miserable, people are, like, you are such a dick. You have this beautiful, nice home that you just moved into. Right. There, like, you could be in your apartment or you could be with roommates. Like, there, there's things could be so much worse. And I'm like, 
yeah, but I'm still annoyed that I have to be in this house. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's really annoying when people are like, you could be living in a way different situation. It's like, I could, but this is how I'm feeling. So like, don't make it like my feelings are not valid because I'm not living in an apartment with four roommates. Yeah, and I think the main thing is, is that, like, it's not actually that we're complaining about the house. It's like, that's not what we're complaining about. I'm not like, oh, my God, I'm cooped up in this house. It's just, it's what the house represents. It's like the fact that, like, I can't go to work. I can't go to restaurants. I can't go see my friends. I can't live my life. I can't tour anymore. I can't do anything anymore. Mm -hmm. The house now represents everything a jail. Everything yeah. I can't do. It's not that I'm complaining about like living in here. No, I'm fucking lucky. You're really lucky. It's just like it's just constant reminder that like life isn't what it should be right now. And that's what I'm bitching about. Trust me. I get it. I'm the queen of bougie bitching. You know, I know it's like my fa- most I favorite know. thing to do. I love to be like, there's no fresh pico de gallo in the fridge today. Are you fucking kidding me? You know, my favorite thing to do. <laughs> There's no fresh pico de gallo. Meanwhile, I made Bo go and pick up in and out today. Dude, <laughs> your guys' cooking is for real amazing. When I watch your my story. My Instagram is so boring. All it is is food. Who are you? It's, Who are you? I don't right know. Now? I don't know. It's like the only thing I get excited about is like, what are we going to eat for dinner tonight? Well, I said that to you the other day. I was like, I'm really worried about you because I'm looking (laughs) on your Instagram and the only thing that you've posted is like a little baby bird in a nest and then like a bunt cake you made. (laughs) Okay. First of all, it wasn't a bunt cake. It was a carrot cake. And second of all, that baby bird was like a month ago. I posted way more. I know, but that was the time I was worried about you. I'm like, I I feel like I need to reach out, but like, let's check her gram because maybe she's like pissed at me. I'm like, no, her gram is off too. No, my gram is so off. Wait, please don't ever think that I am just pissed at you. That made me feel so sad I got that like you feeling. thought that I, I'm so sorry. Like, just ask me. No, I was just going through a funk. I feel like I've been better over the last week. You know what I mean? No, you have been. You're, I feel yes. like I've been, I've been better. I'm less moody. And Things now are okay. That, and now that I know that like the quarantine is getting to you, it's like, I completely understand because the other day I, I went to Randall's office and I was like, I need to be heavily medicated because this, like, I'm fucking breaking. So we're going to Arizona to, or Friday because it's, like, kind of getting back to normal. Wait, where in Arizona are you going? Scottsdale. Feel free to come. I to do what? Are you, are, are you going to a hotel? Yeah, there's a hotel that's open. They have, like, these $800 rooms that are now, like, 200 bucks. That's fun. Restaurants are open and you could just social distance. I know you're, you're freaked out about it, but you know, the invite is always there. Well, I appreciate it. But uh, this, listen, I have told you this. I just feel like I want to be on the side of like the most careful. Like I told you, I told you all I can think about is like Normandy. Okay. D-Day. I don't want to be the first people to get off the boats and get like killed. So I'm like, I'd like to be the last person to get off the boat so I can survive it. So right. when people start are allowed to like go out, I'm like, you guys can go test the waters first. And if you come back alive, then I'll go out too. <laughs> I'm a pussy. I'll be the guinea pig. Yeah, you do I'm it. I'm so not afraid. I need to be more afraid. No, I mean, I like that you're not. I, I like it. And I like that you sometimes think that this is a conspiracy theory. It really it amuses me. Convinced. <laughs> and this woman was like, you saying that this is a conspiracy theory is so dangerous. And I'm like, I'm a little fucking nobody. Like, let's think of all of these people that are talking about other things that like really have a voice in this world. Like I'm doing fucking reality TV. If I, if I hold that much weight where the world becomes dangerous now that Lala Ken has said it's a conspiracy theory. Like we're all fucked. True. <laughs> True. You know. Also, free speech. Just wave your conspiracy theory flag loud and proud. 
it's loud and proud. Re- it's also really entertaining to like believe in conspiracy theories. I totally agree with that. Okay, I actually I love a good conspiracy theory. I'm here for it. I would love for this whole COVID thing to be a conspiracy theory. I'm just not willing to test that out just yet. I believe that the virus is terrifying. I just don't believe that it's just about the virus. Okay. They're trying to gain control of the American people and it's fucking working. (laughs) But it's like a a world epidemic, like an international epidemic. So like it can't be just about like getting control of the American people. No, but but I'm only living in seeing like what our president is saying, what our mayor is saying, what our governor is saying. So for me, like, yes, I know that it's an international thing, but I live in America. So this is my concern. Am I going to be able to like, maybe go to Miami to see my in-laws at any point. Like, who knows? For me, they're trying to control us. <laughs> and I will not, I will not conform. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Stay strong. And okay. I love finding love- other weirdos that are conspiracy theorists because they're you know really what? off you- their rockers. Yeah, you should fucking get on Reddit. <laughs> I mean, people people would love it. Start some message boards, La. Like, oh, seriously. <laughs> I don't think I'm educated enough. I just hear bits and pieces and I'm like, sounds good. I'll relay that. Okay, Reddit isn't the home of, like, the most educated people in the world. It's just for people like us who That's just like I to belong. talk shit. That's where I belong. Just people who just like <laughs> to talk shit. Speaking of talking shit... We had our finale last night, Vanderpump mm. Rules finale. I cried. You did. You're a wuss. I'm a bitch. You did. I'm a little puss. Yeah, I cried. I didn't. I didn't cry. If anything, it just got me more frustrated. Oh, when they were like playing the theme song super slow, and all the couples were walking out, and like the end of friendships, I was like, "This is like, this is sad," because you know, you guys started this. A few years before I came into the picture and these friendships were like, you know, big deals. And now you just see how quickly shit can go mm, real south. I know. You know what? I think I would have been sad if the reunion went a little differently. But I'm just like, I got so annoyed at the reunion and pissed off at people that I'm like, fuck this anyway. That like watching last night's episode, I was just like. I, you know what? I'm so sick of people giving me a hard time because, like, I, like I'm not allowed to choose who I want to hang out with. Like, I Wait, don't have who, a say. Who gives you? Who gives you a hard time? Like people on social. Twitter people. Oh, Twitter people. They're the worst. They're <laughs> the worst. worst. Twitter people, and I'm just like, what is like, what like? Last time I checked, I am allowed to choose who I want to hang around. Like, why is this so weird for people to understand? Like, I just, that I just don't get. And I'm if I hear that I'm, like, a mean girl for, like, just making my own decisions, like, that is one more time, I'm going to be like, fine, then I'm a fucking mean girl. Like, I can't. You know, I just, I just look at people that, like, have love for you and hate for you as one in the same. Yeah. Because people that hate you could see an episode that they love of you and now they're your biggest fan. And people that love you could see a bad episode and now they fucking hate you. So it's like, whatever. I don't care. As long as you're coming back to watch every week, I don't give two shits if you think that I was too hard on Raquel or if I've changed. Like, yeah, I I evolve pretty much every day. I'm changing. Yeah. And I'm going to be very different next season and the season after if there is one. But it's like, I, I, could not care less if anyone thinks anything of me. Okay, that's how you feel today. That's how I feel today. And I definitely go into holes where I'm feeling super sensitive and I just want to inflict pain on myself and I have to call you and you have to pull me out of my hole. Yeah. But I would say if 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 someone wanted to know my real outlook on it, this would be it. Like, yes, there are days where I get affected. But for the most part, I'm like, I don't really give a shit. No, I, I feel the same way. It's just like it, it it's more of like a little annoy. It's like an annoyance. Of course. It's like everyone shut the fuck up. It's just so annoying. Up. I love when people are like, you wish you had as much class as Ariana and Raquel. <laughs> I'm like, do I? I, I? I have a I have a list of wishes and that is nowhere near what's on it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I asked a bunch of people, I sorry, I asked 
my podcast listeners some questions for you. Okay. And I don't want to talk too much about the show, but there were just like a couple. And um, one of them was looking back this this year. Okay, Beth, you, would you have handled any situation differently this year? Mm. I probably wouldn't have gone as hard on Raquel. I think I would have, like, the way I was feeling, I would have pulled her aside to, like, tell her how I felt about comments that she's made instead of just going into fight mode. You know what? I remember that night, and I remember just being so confused. Like, I was just observing, just being like, I'm not following. I don't understand why Lala's fighting so hard because I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And I'm like, why is she so triggered right now? And then, like, there's, like, a lot of pit bull talk, feeding den talk. Yeah. And then you're like, Stassi, stay in your bubble. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> even know. I, what, I don't even know. saying that. I don't remember you telling me that. Yeah, like, I just, like, I, I saw that on, on, like, the show. And I was just like, what did that even mean? I don't even understand. That was just, like, a like, blip. Yeah. That was a blip. So, and I'm going to explain it in a very short way because I don't want to have too much Vander talk either. It's your podcast, yeah. but I'm calling the shots. No, that'll uh, be the only question. That'll okay. be the only question. So last year when my dad died, Raquel had made the comment about my dad being an excuse. Okay. So that rubbed me the wrong way. I felt that that was an insensitive comment. Looking back, like Raquel is so sweet. Nothing that comes out of her mouth is ever any something like any type of thing that she's trying to be aggressive with, you know, she's too sweet. Yeah. So then this whole thing, like now I'm a sober person trying to do better. And I'm asking her if James is okay after he went to this party, because I know after I got sober, I couldn't go out for a couple of months. I couldn't be around it. So I was checking in on him. She asked me who I heard that from. I had to tell her I heard it from Logan. And then she fixated just like about Logan and how he's obsessed. And I was like, now you're taking sobriety as something as like a trivial type of thing. I'm here just asking you if he's okay. And you're, you can't stop like obsessing over who told me, you know, like it's not about that. Yeah. So that's why I was upset. I felt like we, we were like, hold, she was holding on to something that was like so trivial compared to what I was concerned about. I, I know what you're saying. Like, it's like, that's not the point. It's the, not the like, point. The point. Yeah, that's not the point. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. That's that's all very fair. But I think everyone at that wine night, all the girls, we had no idea what was going on and didn't know, like, what what was said. So yeah. it was all just very random. So we all just well, kind and of, that, like, Well, at Sandoval's party, like, bef I had met with Raquel and she had asked me about sobriety and she said to me, if you were me, would you not drink in front of James? And I said, I don't like to tell people how to handle sobriety. But if you're asking me, I would not drink in front of him. Cut to Sandoval's birthday. I pull her aside and she comes up and she's like, I know you tell me not to drink, but I couldn't help it. And she has like a glass of wine. And I'm like, this is sobriety is not a fucking joke. Like, yeah. if this is what he's chosen to do, you have to be respectful. Yeah. So I was already just rubbed the wrong way. So there we go. That's why I said I was a Michael Vick fighting dog. <laughs> I get it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Let's talk about the fact that we're not having weddings probably. <laughs> Sorry. Fun fact. So Rand and I were going to get married on April 18th. And I, I don't see any reason to like wait for babies. So I was going in on April 9th, I had scheduled to get my IUD taken out. Yeah. And then all of this shit happens. And I like canceled that appointment because I'm like, well, I don't know when I'm going to get married. And I'm I going to want to be like, let's just say I get pregnant. Am I going to want to be like six months pregnant walking down the aisle? <laughs> like, nope. Who the fuck? <laughs> no, like it was just too weird. No. So it, just the whole thing has thrown my world off a bit. So do you have a tentative date? I think we're going to shoot for August or September. And if people are nervous or they tell us that, you know, we can, we can't have as many people as we planned and we just start asking people, I guess. Oh, so you actually think you're going to have your wedding August of September this year? Yeah. I told Rand that I wanted to do next year and he's not having it. He's like, I want to be married this year. So, and I'm kind of indifferent. I'm like, that sounds fine. Well, that's 
Great. Then that's like something for us to look forward to. I am very here for you having a wedding in August or September. I I would really like that. If they give us the okay and the state me. of California. No, it's about all of us. We're like a little family. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> if they gave us the okay and they said it's totally fine and people shouldn't be nervous, then yeah, we would do it this year. But you know, we were planning on July and it just keeps getting pushed back. So I don't know. I'm saying August or September, but what are you guys going to do? Yours is different than mine though, because people have to travel. Yeah. So we're, we're like 99% sure that like, it's just going to be like a year from what we had already planned. Yeah. So like, okay, next year, like 2021, like October, that's pretty much what, I mean, it's like to ask people to like get on a, a plane and go to Rome, like, you know what I mean? Like, Italy, like, where this whole, like, <laughs> not started, but, like, one of the it places that was... It was, like, the that next was, place that people it was the were next terrified place. of. And, to, yeah, to ask people to, like, make that much of an effort is just, it's a lot. And we've kind of just, over, like, the course of just being, like, quarantined, we've just realized, like, it's probably not going to happen, so we just don't care. Like, Lala, I have, like, lost my bridezilla charm <gasps> like I I'm annoyed okay because I'm so easygoing now because I'm yeah. like I, I don't I don't care about like testing the food I don't care if the flowers are wilted I just want to get there and I want to like yep. once we're able to like actually get to Rome I'm like I don't care if only like five people show up I'm like just the fact that I'll be able to be there is like all that I care about that it could be a ratchet wedding in Italy and I'd be fine I don't think there's such thing as a ratchet Italian wedding. Like I just don't <laughs> see that happening, but I feel the same way. Like I really started to kick into bride villa mode and I was like striving for perfection with this wedding. And now I'm like, eh, don't care. Like, let's just get a pop in whatever. Well, this I think is so interesting because your bridal journey has been very up and down because you started off as the chillest bride Ever. Yeah. Chillest bride ever. Then when we all went to Park City <laughs> for Katie's birthday, me, you, Katie, and Brittany. Yeah. You were so scary. Like, I mean, the most demonic bride I've ever <laughs> seen. Just constantly on the phone, screaming. I mean, screaming, cursing, showing us photos of like the tabletop and like how ratchet you thought they were. And just like this, I could not have this like this. No, like I'm going to fire this person. I'm going to fucking cancel this. And I'm like, <laughs> you you have done a complete 180 and you are terrifying me. I feel it in my bones. Oh, You're scaring I was, me. I know. I got really just obsessed with the whole process. Like different shades of champagne colors. You know, it was like I was obsessing over the dumbest things. Like the fucking candlestick holders. Like who cares? Who's going to remember that? Nobody. I know. No one. No one's going to remember it. Who gives a fuck? It was like wanting the caviar bar outside instead of like inside. There were just so many things that I was obsessing over that didn't matter. You were going to have a caviar bar? Oh, honey, I still have a caviar bar. <gasps> oh, my God. That is so exciting. There's the caviar bar and then I'm going to have the guy out there that's going to hand roll cigars. And, like, there's going to be bourbon so the guys can be out there and, like, smoke their cigars and have their bourbon and eat their caviar. I gangster. love that. That is so gangster. But that's why I get nervous because I'm like, if this – if there's things that I'm going to have to get rid of if we have the wedding as soon as Rand wants to, like – why do we have, um, he's just like really wanting it 2020. And I'm, I'm like, we live together. We're like, we're basically married, you know? Do you feel that way? Yeah, no, I definitely feel that way. I think Bo's actually, I, I think this might be a man thing because Bo's more let down that we're like getting married in 2021 than I am. Yeah. I'm like, we're already together. Right. Like, you know, we live together. We're there. This isn't something that like I feel like is going to change our relationship. But Bo's like down about it, and he's like, "Well, I'd really like to go to the courthouse this fall." And I'm like, "Okay." And he um, and he's like, and I'm like, "Do I have? I, I guess that's that's what I, he wants to do. He wants to get it done." Yeah, I gave Randall that option. I was like, "Why don't we just go to the?" Remember, and I told you this. Yeah. 
how we were still going to do April 18th. But I told him, let's just go to the courthouse and then like have a celebration that we actually want, that we haven't had to replan around a virus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Another, I'm telling you, life does not give a damn what you have planned. This is true. This is true. It's depressing. It is totally depressing. <laughs> Teddy K. Teddy K wants to know the differences and similarities on both of our wedding styles and wedding planning. That's kind of hard. That is really hard. I feel like we're all the different. They're it's very different. Yeah, but then I'm like, how do I even say? How do we even talk about how they're different? I'm like, hmm. I don't know. I'm sorry, Teddy K. I really don't know. I mean, they are so different. They're very different. Like, I feel like yours is like very, um, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, like whimsical and sweet and beautiful and like in a magical place. And like mine, Randall is, it's going to be more of just like a, I think, I feel like yours might have a little more heart to it. I don't know because I know some of the things that you're getting done at your wedding and I'm like, that's pretty fucking heartfelt. Okay. Randall loves giving me surprises. So I I don't know what he has had planned. Yeah. No, it's going to be great. Yeah. I think yours will be more of a production. It'll be bigger and grand. It'll be grand, more grand, which I think it'll be lots to focus on, lots to look at, lots to do. Like, it'll be like a great Gatsby party almost. I feel like my wedding is going to be a party where your wedding is going to be celebrating two people coming together. Like, I do a part of, of my party. Yeah, that that does make sense. I'm not doing anything like exciting. Like there is no caviar bar. There's like nothing. (laughs) There's no like. You don't have to. It's just like we're going to Rome for yours. You literally don't have to do anything. We're going to Rome. A lot of people also were asking uh, the fact that you are quarantined with your little babies, your little step babies. Yes. Um. uh, Do you feel like a hardcore mom? Are you having to? like teach them things like you know everyone is like like are you like do you have to go over their like school syllabus and like do like real mom shit (laughs) yeah I mean even before this I was doing real mom shit because our 10 year old doesn't have the easiest time in school which I can relate to because neither did I so with her it's like every night we pick up a book and I make her read it and then she has to write down what she read And it's like a full-time job to keep her feeling confident in school. Riley is sick. So it's, she's like a dream child because, and the schooling is easy, but yeah, it's like bath time, brush your teeth, wake up, wake up to go to get on your zoom call. Yeah. It's mom mode. Make sure. Yeah. Apparently you have to feed these things called kids. So I've been doing that. (laughs) Seriously. It's like such a situation. I could never imagine. Like I seriously give mad props to stepmoms. I don't know that I would have the patience. I don't think I have that patience in me. Yeah, I mean, I'm... You know, if I, like, if a baby was acting, a kid was acting up and it wasn't mine, I'd be like, I'm going to kick you out the fucking window. Yeah, no, it's a lot of work. But, and I'm obviously not a biological mom, but I think being a stepmom is much trickier because, number one, you're at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. And, you know, it's really funny because when... When a divorce happens and a a woman goes and finds a dude, they're like, I'm so happy for her. Like, he's such a great guy. And when the dude finds someone, it's like, ugh, he's with some young whore, you know? You're that you're so right. Yeah. You're so right. That girl is like around your children. And it's like people have no idea what it's like. Like, I'm definitely different when we start filming Vanderpump Rules or when I'm hanging out with my friends. But when you've seen me, when when the girls are around, like I'm a different person. I have to become more patient and soft. Yeah. But especially with them being home right now, it's me teaching them how to like not be bored and how to like use their imagination often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, that was that was such a good point that I feel like a lot of people don't discuss like, that's so true that, like, yeah, when the woman, a divorced woman, finds um, somebody to be in a relationship with, it's like, that's great. Yeah. But when the guy does, you're so right. People yeah. are just like, 
it's like you're the other woman. Right. But like even if you're not, like you're you're in their family. You're not the other woman. Like that is so Yeah. That's how it that's how it is. So stepmoms have to battle that a lot. And I get a lot of messages that ask like how I just, you know, keep a level head in a situation and you really just like can't force anything. It's like the kids come first. And as long as you have a safe place for those kids, like the outside shit is secondary. Yeah. It's a lot of work though. It's fun though. It's, it's fun. I love, I love having them. We've been watching Xenon. We've been watching all of the Mary Kate and Ashley movies. Oh, love those. No, Stassi, I'm a fun stepmom. Like the funnest. I would just sit around and I would just like give them wine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the best mom ever. I'd be like, white Russians for everyone. They taste like milkshakes. You're amazing. I love you so much. Kids should be able to drink. Okay. Caitlin B asked, "Would you ever be on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills?" I feel like I'm. Number You're one, they'd, they'd have to ask me to be on it first. And second of all, like, I'm too much of a baby. They're in they're in different stages than I'm in. Like, I mean, I'm at that, like, awkward stage where, like, but so are you. Like, all of us that are a part of Vanderpump, like, we're too old to, like, fit in with the new kids. But, like, we're too old to be, But we're too young. Or too young. To, we're to too be. young. To, you know what? That's so true. We need, like, a spinoff of like with just like those of us who are in this like transition period where we're just like we don't know anything yes we're too old to do like the stupid shit I used to do like season one and two of Vanderpump Rules like sorry but like life's a little different now like I've grown up a tad but we are still too young to be like housewives material so it's like mm, can someone find a transition show for us I got asked on someone's podcast the other day, like, would you do if, if housewives came to you and was like, we want you on housewives, but that meant you had to leave Vanderpump rules. I was like, never. Like, I have so much fun filming a show with people that like, I'm hanging out with them anyway. I know that would be really, that's one thing. Like when people have asked me if I would do real housewives, I'm like, but I don't know them. I'm like, they're not my friends. No. I'm I'm used to doing a reality show with my friends for eight years. Like, you can't just, like, all of a sudden throw me in another group of friends that aren't mine. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I would short circuit. I'd be like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I would – it's just not – no. no that's want, why we I, need a transitional show. I want <laughs> – if that's, like, on the top of my wish list is, like, give us a spinoff. And it will be fucking great. It seriously would. Okay, fun questions right now. If you had one rule, this is by Blair, uh, Blair A. If you had one rule everyone in the world had to follow, what would it be? Um, Kiss Lala's ass. I was just about to literally say the same thing. Listen to what I say. I was like... It's a little different, but not really. Well, it so is kiss- the exact same thing, except you said it like Stassi and I said it like Lala. That's true. <laughs> All right. So we're on, the, we're on the same page with that. If there was a movie about us, who do you think would play your, you? And Ooh, if I had a movie, can I tell you, I would pick Margot Robbie to play you. And I would want Megan that Fox was nice. to play me. That was nice. So nice for both of us. I know. I'm, okay. being, I'm being nice to us. <laughs> well, we're being, yeah, you're being like hardcore nice to us. Yeah, I'm, I am. I'm not, I'm not going to fuck with that. Let's just keep that there. Shout to Jody L. When someone does a movie that's based on characters, the, the people are, the actors are always way hotter than the actual people. Not saying that, that you're not as hot, hot as Margot Robbie, but like, I'm not, damn it's fine. Like Megan Fox, even though I to pretend I do. It's fine. No, I'm not as hot as Margot Robbie. Okay. Heather B wants to know, who are your style icons? Oh, I love Dorit on Real Housewives. You are so into Dorit. You're like commenting on her photos. I know. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Wait, Lala, 
You dress better than Dorit, I really? would say. Really? But she's always dressed in, like, Dolce & Gabbana and shit. And, like, Versace. She looks fabulous. Her? I'm he- I'm here for it, but it's a little too costumey for me. It's too much glam. I obsess. I would okay. actually have to say, though, like, my mega style icon is Rihanna. I want to do everything she does, which I can't. But I find myself going into like a K-hole on Instagram just looking at everything she's ever worn because it's so effortless. Yeah. You know, like and she's wearing these like giant puff jackets that are 100 times too big. And I'm like, it's so good. Yeah, I love pretty much everything that you would never wear is what I want yeah. in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm still here for a day where we switch wardrobes and style each other. Can we do that? I we've said that we were going to do this for like Let's three years that. now. Let's do it, and we should film it and put it on on the gram. I'm 100% down. This is the thing, though, Law. Um, you sometimes do dress the way I want you to. Like, I've noticed you have some really chic, ladylike red carpet looks with a bow in your hair yeah. and like a lace see, dress. And I'm think like, that. that is a stylist stepping in to dress me. I'm here for when that happens. I'm like, okay, I'm getting all the feels. So, what we would do is like my actual style and your actual style, which you have phenomenal tastes, and we'll swap. I'll pick an outfit for you and you'll dress me. Oh my God. Yeah. I know you're gonna look like such a lady. You're gonna look slippering in a puffer coat. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you do my makeup and my hair. You can just jazz it up. Jazz. We're doing that, Stassi, and putting it on IGTV. Yeah, I'm here. No, I'm totally down. And give us something to fucking do. Let's do it. I love it. Okay, this is a great question. Okay. Carly A says, if you could take anyone, no, just one person, dead or alive. On the PJ with you and Randall, who would you take? Tupac That's, Shakur. It was too easy for you. Tupac Shakur. Every and what time. would you guys? What would you guys talk about? Oh my god, I would pick his brain because I watch videos and I feel like he was so ahead of his time. Things that he's talking about. So I would pick his brain. I would beg him to put me on a song that he would write and I would give up sobriety for a day and smoke a fat joint with him. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember when you did that appearance yeah. at, at a hotel and you wore the Tupac bathing suit and, Epic. and performed <laughs> that yeah. was a moment that, that was so a there moment. are so many moments I've had looking back and I'm like, instead of like feeling this, self-loathing I'm just gonna be like you know what iconic fuck it iconic (laughs) I I will say it was iconic I mean the amount of times I watched those videos and stalked them over Over and and over I wish that would have been on Vanderpump Rules because it was it was so funny and iconic like you were shit-faced just just like half naked, your little booty, and like this was like baby Lala, just baby like baby Lala. Lala, totally just like I'm gonna, you know what? When this is done, I think I'm gonna go back and watch those videos. Do it. It's it makes so, me. So... I'm telling you, I watch it. I'm like, you know what? If there's when I'm on my deathbed, there's one thing that I will be able to say, and that's that I lived my life. <laughs> You totally did. You totally fucking did. I remember the first time that I filmed with you. I do. Do most people remember the fact that you moved into my apartment? I don't think like, anybody they, knew that. I don't think anybody. Like, what are the odds? Like, well, Stassi, what are the odds of like you met Jax two years before you started filming the show? I was there in Vegas when the you day- met him. I yep. met you the same day that I met Jax. Yes. And then fast forward to you've been on the show for three years and season four, I come on and I'm just like living in your old bedroom. But I know but what's apartment. so crazy. Yes. Is that like I left to move to like New York for a while and then like you moved in 
to my actual room yes. in my apartment. And then I come back to Vanderpump Rules and I'm like, who is this chick that I've met before that's living in my apartment who also happens to be taking my place on Vanderpump Rules? What the fuck? This is way too trippy. My brain is going to explode. What was that like? That was really weird. And I remember going into the into my apartment and you like were so professional already like on like while we were filming. Okay. Like you knew you knew exactly like how to like harness your emotions to like wait and save them for when we were filming. Like if we weren't filming or like we were getting mic'd up but you you were upset like you would wait. Like I would I watched you like I observed you. You and that's something that people normally learn after like a f- couple years of doing well, a reality show where it's like saying that to me yeah it was really really trippy to watch because I'm like how long has she even fucking been here <laughs> <laughs> I would feel that same way though but yeah you were you were like a professional damn oh my god that was so long ago it feels like forever ago it almost Season- six years ago yeah, really long time ago. Okay, and last question. What is the weirdest celebrity encounter you've ever had? The weirdest celebrity encounter I've ever had. Or the mo- like your favorite one. This is from Jordan D. Your favorite one. It could be whatever the most memorable celebrity encounter is. Um, I would say the moment I met Al Pacino. You know, I, I like grew up watching his movies. And I remember when I first got onto Vanderpump Rules, I did like this Z-list blog and they were like, who is your dream person to share the screen with? And I was like, Al Pacino, I would die. And so when I actually got to meet him, it was, you know, there's a lot of celebrities out there right now. And there's celebrities because they, they have like millions of followers on Instagram or whatever the fuck they're doing, reality TV. Like these people that are famous because people went and watched their movies or bought their albums, like those people impressed me. Like they had no platform to promote anything. Yeah. And they got to where they are. Iconic. I would say my celebrity encounter involves you because my coolest celebrity encounter was watching you on TV How with Meryl Streep at that award show. <laughs> I'm like, that is, that's trippy. Like, why am I watching my friend in the back by Meryl Streep every other shot? That was so weird. That was weird. That was one of my favorites too. Because Randall asked her for a picture and she was like, sure, I'll be right back. And then like, as she came, she like waited till the last minute to come back. So like this, the show was starting. So she like ran to her seat. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like I look online and it's like, Lala seated by Meryl Streep at the SAG Awards. And I was like, Randall, if you just wait, the picture will come. The picture will fucking come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the picture. That is so good. That is so good. Yeah. That was iconic. All right. Well, La, I love you and thank you so much for doing this. I love you so much, Sauce. Thank you for having me. And pimp out your podcast because you and Randall, I'm telling you, you guys are so fucking funny and you're doing such a great job. And I'm really proud of you guys. Coming from you, that's like huge. So our podcast is called Give Them Lala with Randall. And you can subscribe and listen wherever you get your podcast. And a new episode airs every Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, love you. Yeah, bitch. Bye. Love you. Bye, Bye baby.